So, I'm sad. I really am. Welcome into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I'm sad because after what happened on Saturday, we don't have a Game 3 tonight. After what happened in the sixth inning, we don't have a Game 3 tonight. But I I think uh, Toby's been pretty consistent on this, and I know it sounds a little bit cheesy, especially for someone that uh, wasn't in Omaha, right? I didn't have – Oh, you didn't have anything they needed me to do in in Omaha, and I didn't get invited up there. And I, we had actually, when my family was sitting there on Sunday watching the game, was the first, I kind of tried to like you guys know if they win, we can, we can get in the car tomorrow and one, 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 two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five. We can we can probably do a couple hours in the car and we can we can drive to home. I was trying to sell them on going to the champion. We're a little outnumbered. We got to go up and help the crew. But um, for someone that watched it from afar and lived it on the Sooner Radio Network and, you know, I, I, I did all the post-game shows on ESPNU, my heart was just really full. I mean, and, it, and I think as the final swing and a miss happened and Ole Miss did its celebration, it it is wild to think that on June – 26th, June 20, as late as I, I mean, Oklahoma hasn't made a run at the College World Series, and they hadn't been in the College World Series since 2010. They haven't made a true run. I guess it's fair to say they made a run in 2010. They got hosed against South Carolina, but they made a run, not quite to this degree, but to look up and say, huh, what a year for Sooner Athletics. What a bleeping year, man. From national championships in softball and women's gymnastics to national runner-ups in baseball, what, men's gym and women's Women's tennis tennis. to making a championship in, in, in getting to match play in men's golf. The women's basketball team returned to the NCAA tournament and hosted its own I, every, everything in my mind is regional now, so hosted its own pod. The men's basketball team had a, and this isn't by any means a knock on anything before, but kind of had a renewed energy to it and captured our imaginations for a stretch during the season. I mean, it was, and I mean, listen, we went through a lot in football during the season, but what a 180 from where we were after Bedlam to where we are today with football. I'm sure we had some track and field national champs with Vernon Turner and the high jump. This was a great year for Sooner Athletics. It really, truly was. And my heart's full, dude. I'm so happy for Joe C and all the administrators. But dang, man, I just, there's this little kind of gnawing at me that one call really changed the whole complexion of that game. And I know that's terrible. I know I shouldn't do that. That's why I asked Toby about it. But, oh, I mean, uh, six inches to the baseline. I mean, we, ah, uh, ah. Uh, if who knows what happens? If he's safe, he's standing on second. He got second and third. There's still two outs in the inning, but no, there would have been one, one out. out. That's right. Thank you, because that ended up being an out the dead ball. Thank you, thank you. I don't. I'm dwelling on something that I need to move on past. I really do. But welcome to the show on a. On a Monday. Sooners fall to Ole Miss in the final, well, I say, can't say final game, the second game 
of the championship series. The, the Saturday game, I know that this is going to sound very homeristic, was a little bit tighter than the final score might indicate because that, I mean, you had back to back to back home runs. It kind of blew that game open. And what was that, the sixth or the seventh? Uh, so that, that, you know, 10 to twos, it was a, a tighter game than that. I know that sounds very homeristic, but then that seems. Yesterday was just, you can't help but shake your head, man. It's just, it's frustrating. But then in the same in the same vein, every time you get mad about a call, every time you get mad about how many old Miss fans were there, every time you get mad about, I loved Gabe's tweet about this, suddenly, you know, people like Brandon Walker and Oklahoma State fans and Arkansas fans rejoicing in your loss – once you get past that, you kind of sit there and you're like, man, what a ride. Right, Josh? What a ride. And I don't even have to mention the, you know, everything else that had been accomplished by OU Athletics leading into the World Series. Just specifically, pigeonhole focus that on baseball. I mean, and, and I hate to throw Ole Miss in there, but for both those teams, <laughs> Ole Miss, if you've heard it once, you've heard it a bazillion times, was the last team in. Now, granted, they were a top 10 team at one point this year. But the Oklahoma run, the Oklahoma run, man, un- un- unbelievable. Yeah, the, the way this team just got better as this season went along to end the season the way that they did with the five regular season series wins to head down and win the Big 12 Tournament Championship and to – Go on the road, win in Gainesville, win in Blacksburg, and to face adversity in both. It wasn't just smooth sailing through either. You had elimination games in both, and this team showed adversity, was able uh, to get through those, gets to the College World Series, and lo and behold, gets all the way right on the cusp of a a national championship. You're right. Saturday was closer. It – could have played out much differently if, uh, obviously, Oklahoma got off to a better start offensively. If, you know, Jake Bennett, who has three wild pitches all oh. season, and I'm not putting everything on Jake Bennett, by no. the way, either. You know, multiple times. It kind of kind of ended where we started, didn't it? With the wild pitches being what ultimately doomed OU, and that was what got things off on the wrong foot for Oklahoma was the wild pitches in game one. If that doesn't happen that way and Peyton Graham doesn't make the error at short, which was obviously, uh, you know, something that was out of character for him, then uh, you probably go a different route in terms of the bullpen. You don't go to Chaz Martinez, and we don't see back-to-back-to-back home runs. Did we finally get clarification? It was 98 the last time that we had back-to-back-to-back. LSU, 98. Because the OU Daily kid kept putting 88 on everything, and it completely threw me off. 1998. Uh, yeah, back to back to back. I mean, this is going to sound – it sounds so homeristic, but it was a 4-2 game going into that top of the eighth inning. They they, they scored six runs in the final Well, and innings. OU had the bases loaded with nobody out and was only able to plate that one more run. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Saturday's game, by the way. So, it really comes down to this. When – you have – well, there's a lot of things we can break down, but I think stars have to be stars on this type of stage. And Jake Bennett honestly was pretty good. You know, defense with the Peyton Graham error and a couple of other things 
I thought the wild pitches, I don't think you put all of that on Bennett. I kind of thought that Oklahoma and their nerves worked against Bennett. He was better than his final stat line would indicate on Saturday. But for all intents and purposes, I wouldn't argue too much if somebody said Kate Horton was the one star for Oklahoma that was really great over the course of those two games. And that stinks, but on this stage, you need your best players to be your best players. And when, I don't know, without adding it up, and we can do that here in a second, when Spikerman and Graham and Robertson and Treadaway don't hit, probably you're not going to win. Let's just look at the – I've actually got the box score pulled up right now. Um, in game one, they were one for 14 – with two runs batted in. In game two, a little – oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. <laughs> I was like, well, a little better because their two-hole hitter went three for four. Oh, that was Jacob Gonzalez. <laughs> um, four, seven, 11, 15, they were one for 15. So just quick math, your one through four hitters were two for 29 in the championship series when they were just raking every game leading into that. Yeah, you had Graham and Treadaway coming in on 17-game hit streaks, right? Yeah. And what's wild is the Spikerman hit, wasn't that the first at bat of the game? <laughs> Didn't he get his hit in the leadoff spot? So No, it would have been it would have been later because they were no hit through five. No, I'm talking about Sunday's game. Sunday, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. Sunday's game, I think it was the leadoff batter when he got the first hit of the game. So, yeah. And then, I mean, I, I'm trying to forget names just because the pain is so much. But, listen, he, Ole Miss had gone with a Johnny Holstaff approach on Saturday. That's just the reality of it. They had decided Jack Doherty – you know how many starts Jack Doherty – or how many starts Jack Doherty had in, in May? One. You know, he, he had one start. He had pitched in two games in May. Do you know how many starts he had where he lasted longer than five innings? None. Not a, a one? Yeah. When was it? Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say none heading into the game. Yeah, and he goes out there and throws a perfect five. Now, the Sooners eventually got to him that third time through the lineup in the fifth inning. Um, I guess that would be, yeah, yeah, about the, the midway through the second time, third time through the lineup. But, dude, Mason Nichols, who was – terrible yesterday was fantastic on Saturday and Mallets was pretty good out of the pin for him the entire postseason so I'm I think that it's I think it's really fun Josh to see this excitement around diamond sports beyond just softball I really do and I've been blessed to experience this on a on a level consistently since the first day that Patty Gasso said, all right, let Plank be the play-by-play guy. And, you know, OU's won four championships. There hasn't been a year since 2016 where they didn't end their series in Oklahoma City. Or season in Oklahoma City, I should say. I mean, that's pretty incredible. The last time OU softball didn't make Oklahoma City was 2015, which might have been one of their best teams that they had, right? So I love to see now that energy – on the on the baseball side of things, and it'll continue to grow. I, you know what? I'll tell you one thing. I I got a lot of interesting text. There's there's a lot of mad fans right now, and they're not mad at this baseball team. They're not mad at Skip. They're not mad at Jimmy Crooks. They're not mad at Travis Michael. They're not mad about anything that happened. You know what they seem to be mad about, Josh? 
is how Ole Miss took over that stadium. Yeah. And I just – I don't know what you do. I don't know how you over – Mississippi State did the same thing last year. And Vanderbilt's a pretty good fan base. I don't, I don't know how you counter that. It, it, tickets, I tried – I was just looking at tickets, and I was talking to a lot of people. Like I said, everyone I know seemed like they were in Omaha yesterday. I'm not even kidding. Like, outside of you and me and friends of ours that are sick, everyone I knew was in Omaha. And social media bore it out as well. Unless they were on vacation, they were in Omaha. But yet, you know, Ole Miss was just another freaking level of fan. I almost cussed right there. <laughs> Could you tell that I was yelling a lot at my TV yesterday? It was just another level. And I heard from a lot of people that are like, that's embarrassing. We can't let that happen. I don't know how you would stop it. I mean, if it was Arkansas and Oklahoma, we would have been ridiculously outnumbered too. Maybe it's just, hey, this is the first time they've been in a minute, so it's going to take a while to, to, to truly continue to build that up. I don't think when, gosh, I got to go back now and look historically, and maybe the Hog fans that are listening can help me out. Whenever, whenever Dave Van Horn took over as the Arkansas head coach in 2003, I don't necessarily know if that second year when they went to the World Series – if Arkansas fans had quite the impact that they did in 20, what, 18 when they were the runner-up and 21, or 22, excuse me, whenever they had an awesome amount of fans. My point is I think maybe something like this takes time, right? And that was the first ever championship that Ole Miss had won in male sports. But there was a lot of people, and I don't know. I'm they not, were starved. They were, They were hungry. So I don't. I mean, it's hard to point a finger and say, how dare more fans not be there? Well, again, you haven't been there in 12 years. So maybe now just I'm going to make up every excuse to defend those who couldn't make it this year and may go again. Now maybe you look at something and say, hey, hey, babe, why don't we leave, why don't we leave the week of June 20th open in 2023? Kids, let's not have any camps that week, just, just in case. Right, let's save up a little bit of money. Maybe now, like what people do with Oklahoma City and in, in the softball World Series, hey, that week we're we're going OKC. Maybe now you go again next year. You go again. It's not easy. Just because you went this year doesn't guarantee you're going back in twenty three or twenty four. But it's a really good core they have. So you can't help but wonder. All right, you, you went. Maybe this helps to start set a precedent of planning, so that way more people can get there. Well, Ole Miss only needed like 24 hours. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I've been at a loss. I had a buddy of mine text, and he's like, I'm calling your show tomorrow. I've listened to you for 17. I Call. I want to hear from you. But I'm just, I'm so mad. And I get it. I get it. But I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to overcome that. Buy tickets. <laughs> I mean, sure. But even on a whim – I mean, buy tickets, travel seven and a half hours, stay in a hotel. I mean, it, all these things take a little bit of planning, right? Yes, they do. Not all of us can be like my man Marcos and make the day trip, right? And there are a lot of things that are going on. Didn't seem to affect Ole Miss. I know. I don't have an answer to that. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tap out. I think it'll get better. I think it'll get better. Well, really, I think the takeaway should be here's your sign, right? Here's your wake-up call. Right. It's there's another level you're gonna have to reach in every sport. Yeah. In your fandom. Yeah. And 
if you didn't like that Ole Miss had that pronounced of an advantage, then let's do something about it. Right? You're gonna you're gonna have to invest and buy tickets and and get out there. Ah, you guys are already on fire. The Air Comfort Solutions text line. Keep them coming. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. We can we'll take your calls as the show rolls on. Air Com- Riverwind Casino. Uh, jackpot line at 405-329-9000. Hour one is always brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. Tested Mark. Incredible in everything they do over at Van Hoos Fence. Their perfection is your protection. Get your fencing needs taken care of by calling Van Hoos Fence 405-735-1167. That's 405-735-1167. It is the Plank Show. I'm still, I can't stop watching the Angels-Mariners brawl. Like I guess I still don't understand why the Angels dude got so angry and was throwing stuff on the field. Is that if you missed it yesterday there was a really good baseball brawl between the Angels and the Mariners. Really good one. Is it okay if I am transparent here Go ahead. and just admit to having not watched Sports Center with SVP or anything uh, after OU baseball live? No, 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 it's like, fine. I didn't even watch the end of the Stanley Cup final. I was like, yep, I'm done with sports today. I wanted to be, but I had that show last night. (laughs) Yeah, well, you were not afforded that opportunity. And thankfully, they didn't. I didn't get grilled too much, but I'm still. The the coolest thing about. We'll play the audio on the top five stories today. The call of it's pretty good. But the funny thing about it is there is a fan who actually. And I'm. Now, how can I blank on the dude's name? Uh, There was a fan that actually sent the Seattle Mariners dude a, a pizza. That got delivered. Oh, wink, uh, Winker, yeah. That, and then he goes to the dugout and tries to fight everyone. Well, this fan through DoorDash sent him a pizza that actually got delivered to him at the stadium. Yeah, Jesse Winker. <laughs> he went after Josh. He went after the dugout. He went. He went like the Reds pitcher who was going to fight all the Pirates players, and <laughs> someone said something, and he was like. I know by the time I get over there, my guys are going to have my back. And it was on. It's it's good. I Sorry, I got distracted by watching it. But the pizza delivery story is the best part of that. We'll hit it in a couple of hours from now. In the meantime, you want to take some calls? Why not? Got Why not? Call. The Air Comfort Solutions text line is a buzzing as it well. Is. It is. 405-651-3439. Let's hit the Riverwind Casino line. Jason kicks things off on the Plank Show today. What's going on, Jace? Hey, I'm on the casino line. You're on the casino line, Jason. That's correct. Jackpot. Wow. <laughs> I'm honored. All right. Hey, um, I just kind of want to talk about the, the baseball over the weekend. Right, let's do uh, it. Sooners. Um, I went out Friday night and watched the, ga- the game with some, you know, at, at an establishment and uh, kind of got into it. And I was kind of, you know, felt like football <laughs> where I was just getting pissed, you know. And uh <laughs> I'm like, I never get into that, like, over baseball. So, um, I don't like the game of baseball. I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. and uh, But I am a Sooners fan, and I want them to win everything they, they're in. Um, so, I, I just what, – what I noticed on Friday night – was it Friday night? First, yeah, Friday night. Yeah. S- Saturday. Saturday. Saturday it was Saturday, okay. Sunday, yeah. Tells you what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so uh, Saturday night, I'm, like, looking at our players. I'm like, they are so listless. There's no emotion there. There's nothing. And I'm like, what? And then I heard early, earlier in the day about how they're so businesslike during practice and stuff. I'm like, what the heck is that about? This should be, like, 
Where, where's the emotion? Where's the, the energy and stuff on that night? So I'm like, uh, you want to respond to that? No, I was just going to say okay. the, the one thing I I will say is I think there is an incredible inner energy, if that makes I N N E R energy in this team. But I do think trying not to get too caught up in it was something yeah. that Skip Johnson had preached. So I don't think there was necessarily that. You might not have seen it, but I think they were trying to stay as even keel as they could. And okay. keep this in mind too, Jason. Look, there wasn't a whole lot to be real fired up about on Saturday. I mean, you know, I know that they sure. – what you're talking about is there appeared to be a little bit of deer in the headlights, and I think that that kind of was the case for OU the first couple of innings of this championship final series. But then after that, you know, obviously Bennett settled in and and was really, really good from, what, playing the third inning mm-hmm. on until, you know, obviously you got replaced by Martinez. I, I I do kinda hear what you're saying, Jason, but look, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be pumping fist when you get no hit for five innings. Well no, no, I'm talking about when it, when it was like even a game, you know. That's I'm talking about saying. in the beginning. Yeah. But, and, um, you know, I would say too, I don't ever think anyone gets shook. I, re- I don't believe that. But when even the opposing team's head coach said, I couldn't hear myself think, and it felt like a football game, and I don't think that was hyperbole. I think that those that yeah. were there could, could, could feel it too, Jason. I do think that had then that played a factor and played a role. I, I, I okay. think they got used to it, but I think maybe early on that affected things. Okay. And then, okay, just to sum up, um, then, then yesterday comes, I'm like, well, I was thinking to myself, okay, I've seen this thing with OU men's sports and championship series and games, so I'm just not even going to watch yesterday. I'm not even good because I think it's going to be over. So I'm checking, I'm watching Dexter. I'm, I'm binge watching the Dexter series. So I'm just checking Twitter for the scores and stuff. And I'm like, hey, we're up. So I turn in to, the, was it the sixth or seventh inning when he got pulled? Uh, uh, hold on. It was the seventh, yes. Okay. So I'm like, I, I, I tuned into that part, and he pulls him, and I all through Twitter, the whole game, they're talking about how phenomenal. The eighth eight inning. Is. Eighth inning, by the way. Seven and a third, okay. eighth inning. I apologize. Right. Okay. And then then, they, then the guy gets a fluke single up the middle, and he pulls him. I, I, I've never seen anything like that in my life, and I don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> I'm like, what is that about? Skip talked and, and about it. I knew it from there. It was over. I yeah. just knew it. J- Jason, I think Skip talked about it a little bit, and Trevin Michael has been nails. I mean, he really has been. And you think about how fluky what ended up happening near the end of that game was, uh, crossing up on a sign and then just, I don't know, did they rule it a wild pitch or was it a pass? So it was a wild pitch on the second one. So, yeah, I, I just I, – I know this doesn't help much, but it was just – it was really fluky, some of the things that happened to that team in the bottom of the eighth inning. Well, that's what happens to OU in, in these kind of games, you know. We got to change uh, it. I don't know if you go back to '88 with Kansas, uh, the Kansas championship game. Yeah, in, uh, in Kansas City. I mean, that worked against yeah. OU. Exactly. Hmm. And um, well, anyway, I, I I just thought that 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 decision right there was kind of like that Lincoln Riley decision in the Rose Bowl at the end of the half. Oh no, squib kick. <laughs> Are we comparing taking out Kate Horton to squib kick? Well, oh my gosh, Kate Horton had thrown yeah, 107 it's... pitches. Yeah, I, 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 Jason, it's great to hear your those, voice. Those, those new guys through zero, right? That's right. Hey, it's great to hear your voice, Jason. I appreciate your phone <laughs> Thanks, call, man. Thanks, buddy. Hey, have a good one, man. 
I do like that. Here's someone that what what did what did Johnny Baseball say that they call non commoner casuals? Casuals, stop that! Just stop it. Wasn't Johnny Baseball a casual until he got a Twitter feed? I think we all are casuals in when it comes to most sports, but uh, t- there's someone who very much is a casual, doesn't even really like baseball, but loves all things Sooners. I think that's pretty cool. Now, let's can we get Jason more involved? Can he fall in love with baseball? Can he come to more games? But I did have to laugh because I, I guess I was fine with that move in the eighth. I really was, and even – you know, looking back now, I think I would do it again. Horton was amazing. But as you mentioned, Josh, he'd thrown a lot of pitches. And there's a lot more that goes into it than just, hey, um, let's let's stretch him as long as, as we possibly can. You have a bullpen, specifically Trevin, Trevin Michael. I just tried to make him an R&B artist, Tevin. Trevin Michael, who has been lights out. Lights out in the postseason. Lights out throughout a majority of this season. I mean, the the two runs that he got dinged with in the championship series finale yesterday were the first runs he had given up since June 6th. And prior to that, he hadn't given up a run since May 26th. So he had been... He had been a dude. And by the way, that run he gave up on June 6th was when he started and went six innings against the Gators. So I really – I didn't – I mean, I know it didn't work out, Josh, but that's not something that this morning I throw my hands up and say, why? I felt like it was a move you make in that moment. It didn't work out. Now, the, the squib, quick, squib kick at halftime we can talk about. But yeah, the, 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 they're not even <laughs> – they're not even comparable. I think he was talking more just about that feeling that he had. He's like, I knew it. I knew yes. as soon as that happened, it was over. Okay, so let's get this out of the way. Go ahead. Skip Johnson managed the situation correctly. I thought so, too. That that probably uh, – definitely the eighth inning was going to be Cade Horton's final inning regardless. They weren't going to bring him back out and let him try for the complete game if uh, – he got two more outs there. He was done, and I think there's a chance that regardless of whether or not that's a single, that Plank, that probably was his final batter just because of what the pitch count was. You're talking about somebody that winds up throwing his career high in pitches, mm-hmm. okay? He's coming off of Tommy John surgery, and you've got somebody in Trevin Michael in the bullpen that hasn't just been a – one-out save guy, two-out save guy, one-inning save guy. He's delivered long – well, you know, not long relief, but multiple-inning relief, five, six-outs relief throughout this run for Oklahoma. And guess what? He's been great. He has been great. So it was the right managerial play, especially after Kate Horton gives up the single there with one out. You go to Trevin Michael, you trust your closer to be your closer and to be nails like he's been nails, and sometimes you make the right decision and it just doesn't work out. Skip talked about it. You want, you want to take a break and play it when sure. we come back? 9.36. Good stuff. 405-329-9000. Uh, that Air Comfort Solutions text line, as Josh has mentioned, is hopping. We have started to carve out the bottom of the hour to be when we hit our text messages, so we'll do that next. Um, hour one brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. I, I still can't. There's a part of me that that like twofold, right? 
I still can't wrap my arms around this team played in the championship series. I don't mean that in a good way, right? There's still a part of me that as I'm watching it, my I'm just I'm so happy for Skip and I'm so happy for Ryan Gaines and I'm so happy for Greg Tipton and Tim Overman and all these players and it's just I, I, I know it sounds cheesy, but I can't I can't like get enough of it, Josh. I'm just so happy for him. And then you're like, oh, yeah, baseball. All right, let's, let's let's focus on the baseball here. Let's get after it. It's fun. And I'll say this. I, I do want to give a kudo. Tyler McComas and Josh and I were talking about this during the break. While our fan base was overmatched, you made it something where I want to be there with you next time, right? That FOMO was at mock speed. Mock speed. It's a plank show right here on the ref. The prep page is very full on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. We are always on on Twitter. That's at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref. Jesse writes, Josh is spot on. Skip did it right. Cade was over 100 pitches, and that batter was his last even if the kid didn't get a hit due to the pitch count and the lineup turning over. As a fan, I owe the team an apology. I could have been there but didn't want to spend $1,000 per game for two tickets. We let Ole Miss, Ole Miss fans kick our ass, and I'm embarrassed about that. Yeah, and you know that's why whenever we get into these Ole Miss took over the stadium conversations, I, for me, first of all, I wasn't in Omaha – so Neither who the hell I. am I to sit up here on a microphone and tell you as fans, you got to get out to exactly. Omaha and support this team. I, feel. I mean, so it's it's hypocritical from that standpoint. But then the other part of it is, man, it's not cheap. And I get that. It's, it's, it's just not cheap to go to a championship final and to pay for the hotel room and all of that. So I just have a hard time sitting up here on, you know, this throne and high horse telling everybody you gotta be there you gotta get there it's hard it's tough right like yeah i ideally <laughs> yes it'd be best if ou fans were there and it is a nice little reminder that clearly there's you know there is a gap there jay from medill i think hits on the head what i was talking about earlier jay writes if we can say this team came out of nowhere and shocked everyone maybe they shocked their own fan base so, yeah, we weren't ready. Doesn't mean we can't be better, but fighting amongst ourselves will not answer anything. Well, I, I, I did want to point out that, according to my Twitter timeline last night, we've gone from being angry about baseball to being angry about recruiting. That flipped pretty quick, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, it did, I, didn't it? I, yeah. I, I, I think it was – that's, I, I think that's funneling the rage. <laughs> Nick, I think I even saw Nick Benito in on a conversation, and then someone jumped in. It's, oh, I know. It was with, Travis. With Travis, Travis yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the OU Insider peeps are like, well, you ought to see our message boards right now. So it's, Jay, I appreciate it. I think you and I would get along swimmingly, but I don't feel like a lot of people are getting along at all. It, it goes back to this point as we roll on here on the Plank Show in Hour 1. Skip Johnson was on with Toby today. We're going to reset some of that coming up here in just a bit. But, Josh, it does go back, does it not, to what we talked about in a, in segment one? Jay's right. Maybe it took some people by surprise. Now, 
literally the calendar was just up and now it's going to sit on that desk for nobody to do anything on it for like three hours until my show is over. Yep, that's right. I'm looking out here. Nobody is even in front of nope, it, is it? Nobody's there. But maybe in 2023. Why don't we get a second calendar? There, there usually was one, but it's like on the wrong year for some reason. I did a smart thing, Josh. I'm trusting my phone. So maybe next year is say, let's save up a little bit. Let's plan on June 17th going to Omaha. Right? Maybe you start. It becomes a date. I mean, there was a lot of Tennessee fans there, according to T-Row. Right? They made their plans. It's Maybe it's something now that looking forward, you don't want to be left out. I I don't want to be left out. That was a – listen, I got a lot of stuff done around the house. But it was a terrible feeling to have an AirPod in and not be there and cheering my you-know-what off and being as loud as I could. It's a bucket list moment. Man. I'd probably take my dad. Dad, let's go. You're going to Omaha. Now, my dad would probably complain the whole way about all the terrible drivers and how you're all terrible fans, but we'd have a blast. Maybe it's something now that you put on that to-do list. Because you hit it on the head, Josh. It ain't cheap, man. No. It's not cheap. I, uh, I'm i just going off of what Joey was telling me that he spent for the first little bit there Oh, can, to cover it as a media member. I, don't, I, I would love to know. I would love to know two fronts because I think they give you a deal on the media hotels. But I wonder what the investment was for, say, well, I mean, maybe I could ask Casey. We were we were we floating Parker and Travis, or were they on their own? Um, like uh, Lee Benson is a guy. Eddie Rosovich from Sooner Scoop was there the whole time. I mean, what's that cost? Whatever you go on a, if you go the whole week, I mean, you go on a Wednesday, right? Traveling on a Wednesday, you get there on a Thursday, and then if you make that championship series. You're there a week and a half. A week and a half. I mean, that's yeah, that's a lot of nights in the hotel. I saw my man Drew England was there. Drew's an awesome guy, but I would imagine it cost a pretty penny. Now you can manufacture some things, right? There might be a friend that you can stay with. Airbnbs in that area are 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 not too shabby. Maybe you stay in Kansas City, but even if you stay. I don't want to say Kansas City, excuse me. That's not good. That's too far of a drive. But you stay within the area. Still, though, then what do you have to worry about? You know, $6 a gallon gas prices. Yep, 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 yep. So, I, I mean, it's just, it's it's not cheap. Yeah, there's, especially if you're trying to be there the whole right. experience. And, and, and I get it. There's people that are like, excuses, excuses, excuses. No, no, they're, they're valid points, man. Yeah. They really are. I, I mean, I, you can get mad if if you were there and invested that, but you're, you, you're smarter than we are. And or you're wealthier, or you're much more financially <laughs> invested than we are. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. It's like I'm not mad at anyone for not going. It's just those that went really made me want to go. So kudos to them. Well, and and let, kudos to you, baseball. Let's just call it what it is. Oklahoma is competing with Oklahoma across the board, right? Like OU football is. Always going to get rabbit support. Sure. Always. But beyond that, everybody else, and, and not to turn programs against one another, it's just kind of the reality of the situation. Ole Miss, what are they good at outside of baseball? They're, I mean, football, of course, is going to draw because it's football for Ole Miss. Right. But I'm willing to bet that not every game was sold out and packed. I, I don't think they're selling out the arena every night for men's basketball. I don't think they're doing that for women's basketball. 
softball, gymnastics, how they doing there, tennis. I mean, there's a lot of financial pull for fans of Oklahoma just over the course of the year. I mean, you're so good in so many sports that then all of a sudden you get to a trip and here it is, the championship in, in Omaha, and it's the finals, and, you know, there's only so many dollars to go around. Skip Johnson was asked post-game about Cade Horton. It's a rather lengthy response, so we'll take a timeout and wrap up hour number one with it. And I you know, I, I hope this is right off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, but from the 405, baseball games next year will be packed. Sooner Nation will be no more invested and will find the time to come to support this team. I, I hope that's right. It it'll it'll be better. Packed, it's right. not going to be packed straight away. They got to keep winning. Yeah, I mean, if they go out and you know, a lot of times those early series are on the road, and you lose a couple of those games, well, I mean, you have to stack years, stack years. It it will be if they're good. It will be much more on every, the forefront of everybody's mind. This was huge in that regard for Oklahoma baseball. There's no doubt. It's a plank show. Stick around on the ref. All right, we mentioned. We mentioned Skip Johnson and was asking about Cade Horton post-game. And, again, Toby had him on at 10 a.m. this morning. As soon as that ends up on our podcast page, we're going to play a little bit of it for you here on the Plank Show. But here was a little bit more on not just the the decision to take him out, but Cade Horton, the warrior. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to go back out and uh, – that inning, and I said, if one guy gets on, we're going to go to Trevin, and you can see him on the mound. That's what you want out of a, a young man. But sooner or later, we as coaches and as pitching coaches, I am, I got to take the ball out of his hand because he's going to go until he can't go anymore. He, I mean, he that's 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 in his DNA. He's gonna he's gonna battle you, and uh, uh, that's what's awesome about him. Watching him play high school football or or watching him uh, pitching a game or having it at bat, that's who he is. That's what he's about. And and I couldn't find a better young man to represent the University of Oklahoma than him. There you go. So it was a battle, but they made the decision. Again, I, I don't – of all the things from this weekend, I really didn't have an issue with that. You got seven and a third strong out of Cade, and you're going to your closer has been fantastic. So I didn't really – I never had a major issue with and, that. And if I wasn't clear about this – earlier than let me just be clear now (laughs) regardless of the I had to protect Cade Horton from Cade Horton right Mm -hmm. that hey look at the pitch count it's my job to to be mindful of that take that completely out of the picture it was the right decision given the circumstance of the game he gives out he gives up the one out single you've got Trevin Michael who's been dominant Coming out of the, coming out of the pin, he's, and now we'll bring the pitch, uh, the pitch count back into play. He's thrown over 105 pitches. It was the right managerial move. It just didn't work. You know what they say about baseball: you win some, you lose some. I hope, I hope too that some of y'all baseball fans that have been slow to give softball the respect that it deserves or the coverage, or the talk, or your passion that it deserves. I hope you all saw who was front and center and players like Jordy Ball and coaches like Patty Gasso being out there. I hope those of you that are too cool to want to support this recess sport, you know who you are. 
Oh, maybe you realize that they're front and center there to support you when they don't have to. And I just hope that I never want it to be a sport v. sport thing, and it shouldn't be. And no one thinks that way in the university. No one thinks that way as student athletes. But some of all y'all fans need a maybe a little bit of a reality check on that front. Totally agree. Well said. Yeah, and I see that's why I left it here for the last minute because I didn't want to go too in depth on it. You know we have two more hours of radio Dang programming. It. I thought we were done. I was ready to go home. All right, top five stories today coming up in an hour from now. I spent a lot of time on Arch Manning this weekend. I talked to Ari Wasserman, who's kind of been uh, front and center on all the Arch Manning conversations. want to share a little bit of what he learned about this process. And it became a pretty good recruiting weekend for Texas. Uh, boy. It's very, very, very split whenever it comes to kind of the mindset of what Arch Manning's got the potential to be and not be. It was a fascinating weekend on that front. We'll go more in-depth next right here on the Home Center Fans.